0: Welcome to or back to the Q&R Code with your co-hosts, Quinn and
1: I'm Riley. Quinn and Riley. It is Qu- Quinny and Riley. Like Q and R. Like instead of you get it. <laughs> you get it. Do you
0: get it? Okay. Well, we are just delighted to have you today. Delighted to be discussing all things the gifts that keep on giving. So I'm sure we'll get sidetracked first with, you know, a little catch up, a little life updates, but that's what we're getting to in this episode. I know, guess what? In theme with last episode, like we said, we are not about to let the trendiness and this craziness on the internet get us down and keep us from feeling like we can't talk about gifts because christmas was a couple weeks ago guess what the whole point of giving gifts is for it to be something people can keep using and loving and cherishing in their lives so we wanted to revisit and say talk about some things that we've been really using but first i wanted to tell you about what keeps happening to me so i thought before the episode it would be lovely to just make a nice little warm drink it's freezing effing cold outside right now it's been in the negatives and i thought oh how nice to come in from spending time with the horses make a little cocoa but you know what i keep doing i keep exploding my stuff in the microwave like i don't know how all of a sudden i have no concept of how long it should go half of my mug was drained because it overflowed over the top. Shoot, girl! How long are you literally keep in doing there? that? I put it in for two minutes. I thought that's like a normal thing. I don't know because I think I got to the point where I was so sick of like nuking it again and again and again because it used to be like I used to do that where literally I'd be opening and closing the microwave four times to not overdo it. And now I get it. I'm shooting too high and I'm going to re try and readjust, but I don't, I do not like if I'm making a warm drink, close the microwave, put it in for a little bit, stir, take a sip. No, not warm enough. Put it back. Do that again. Like I just want my thing heated up correctly, but this is my like homemade cashew milk. And I just to have seriously like a couple inches just gone to waste in the microwave plate i just hate that
1: yeah i have to admit that i have lived so long without a microwave at this point that when you said you were making yourself a peppermint hot cocoa it didn't even cross my mind that you meant in the microwave Thought you meant on the stovetop and that is not trying to flex or act like i'm better than anyone because there's nothing wrong with using a microwave but i will say that wouldn't have happened to you on the stovetop if it was in a little pot ski it just i find it so easy and there are certain things that it can be slightly inconvenient to not have a microwave for but making beverages i prefer on the stovetop anyway and then when you're like mixing in the powder and stuff it's not sloshing over the sides of the mug or whatever it's just kind of more convenient and i also then can use like one of those handheld frothers that mixes stuff in to it without it again going everywhere so yeah
0: well as i was saying the volume of the beverage is no issue seeing as i'm starting with a half full cup there's no worry of sloshing out of the sides but there are multiple reasons I do this. If I'm doing like a fun, oh, we're having a cocoa tonight and we're doing sipping cocoa, like sometimes I will do it on the stove, but I don't need another dish. <laughs> That's like to me, it's another pot. I am a little brat and I do not want to clean another dish and I wanted to just use my mug and for it to well, be quite easier and to easy, clean the microwave
1: like, than a pot. Well, obviously the effing idea, you bitch, is that I don't have to clean
0: the microwave. Like, but thanks so much. I love talking to my little brother. God. (laughs) All I'm saying is that's okay if you- And um, yes, it straight up was. I literally put a couple of paper towels to soak it up and it's done in two seconds, but it's still not ideal.
1: Okay, well, I'm sorry that happened to you. I um, I commiserate from a distance and I think that I was just thinking today after I made my little coffee drink in a pot. I was like, I know that some people don't like doing the dishes and that that creating another dish for some people is like the worst thought. But again, not having had a dishwasher for as long as i have i've just been in such a routine of just when i'm done with something i wash it so then they don't build up because i don't like having like a bunch of dishes to do at once i just do them as i go and it doesn't bother me but i know that different chores are different like levels of annoyance for people for me Washing a pot is no big deal. I don't like this is what I don't like. I don't like a I cook you clean policy. Depends. Like sometimes with Raiden and I we'll do that for each other, but in general, I'm like cleaning up after someone else's cooking almost always is more frustrating to me because they're burning stuff on the bottom of pots, they're creating more dishes. The necessary. They're just not doing it as they go like I would. And I am like, how about you cook, you clean, I cook, I clean. We go back and forth. That makes me happier.
0: Yeah, I also don't have a dishwasher and have experienced lots of time without one, but that is not how I feel. I think that dishes like I don't mind doing household chores, and I don't think actually doing dishes is the worst, but I definitely am in the busyness place of my life right now, where like, as soon as I'm done cooking, I have to go. like if I am cooking, I then have to go. I don't I'm like it's scrambling to eat something. it's scrambling to get out the door like back to back and that's the same deal with sean we are both just like burning the wick at both ends where then his stuff is in the sink i don't want to have to clean it but it ends up all getting done and it's fine but every dish definitely counts i think he takes it to an extreme where i will sometimes be like no sean we can both eat on plates at dinner that he will be like i'll just eat out of the pot or the bowl it was mixed in and I'm like, we can both eat on plates. I We don't need to take it that far, but I definitely am in the place where I'm like, no, every single dish counts. And for us to have one day where it's like, I went to work, Sean went to work and we come home like that already is so many dishes, like just from a day. So. Also, I don't even, then if my pots are dirty, then I straight up, like, it's not like I have backups of things. I then just
1: don't have a pot to use if it's dirty. Yeah, isn't that the way. Also, why is it so hard to have a good pots and pans storage situation? I would love to know someone that's happy with how they store their pots and pans. I am fine about mine. Honestly, where we live now is a lot more convenient for this and I can usually grab what I need to pretty easily. But I have definitely lived in situations before where I'm like, There is nothing more aggravating than having to go into this drawer and know I need a pan that is not gonna be readily accessible. And I definitely have fallen into the trap of only ever using the pan that's on top because it is just too much to bear to think of getting into anything else. But just in general, organization makes life so much better and having something that is truly like well Well, planned for functionality and usability, not just like, oh, it looks neat and organized, but it's like, I can grab it and go, and I don't have to be like lifting things up. Because what ends up happening, like when you're going for a colander or whatever, is then that thing is just getting thrown back in there in the cabinet. And if it's like relies on you lifting a bunch of things and restacking it each time, that system is not going to be maintained. And I just love to think of the day when my kitchen, I feel like, Is a truly like well oiled machine when it comes to where things are, grab, use, whatever, especially in the kitchen. I think in the house in general, but something about like while you're cooking and you need something while you're like having a lot of things going on. Yeah, it's just a luxury. (laughs) Yeah, I honestly,
0: the last apartment we were at everything had to be in a cabinet like a low cabinet and that bugged me because then like you said it's just hard reaching back there and stuff but honestly i'm pretty happy with mine right now because there's one side of my kitchen that has very tough drawers to open because they are just straight up like old school we live in an old farmhouse and few things have been updated but this set of drawers actually like rolls pretty well. It kind of feels like you're going to rip it out of the wall, but it's honestly pretty easy. I don't mind it. And like I said, we just don't have a lot of them. Um, But we've been keeping it maintained pretty well in terms of organization, which actually has been really making me happy because that's the thing is if I have a day like that where then it goes without the dishes. And then somehow there's like, socks on the floor somewhere random or laundry that didn't make it into the basket. Then I am really trying to work on this, but with all sorts of my mental health issues, including, but not limited to OCD, which I actually have. I'm not just throwing that around and depression that will then, I literally will feel like, okay, great. I can't do this anymore. Like, what am I? There's literally an Amazon package sitting there. There's like flour on the counter that hasn't been wiped up and it feels so overwhelming. So I've been trying to be really, really diligent about keeping on top of those things. But yeah, it's just, to me, what makes it so hard is the feeling like right now, with my job, I'm, again, just feeling like I, I'm i going to need to eventually figure out my hours. It's like between the rock and a hard place where it's like I need to work enough to make enough money. And I obviously like want to get people in who want to be getting tatted. And like I want to work and I love doing it. And also, it's just a lot of hours. And that's what feels like, obviously, I'm not going to like not come prepared with a drawing or be late to the appointment in order to, like, get the kitchen organized before I leave. But I just need to find that balance. And I feel like that's just people. I'm sure so many adults struggle with that. Like,
1: it's probably a lifelong work in progress. Yes, there is no easy answer for the time management of all the different aspects of life that are going on and that is another reason why i don't know why stay-at-home moms especially but stay-at-home parents are ever underestimated because i'm like just the organizational duties of like children's lives think about like putting that into the duties that you already have now with animals lives and your lives and the need for income whatever all that other stuff bunched into it i'm like that is a serious endeavor and just because a lot of people do it and everyone is like having to manage their days every day does not mean that people need to be like oh yeah like come on everyone has to do that that's just part of being in adulthood or being an adult and being in this life yes but it is still challenging and a lot of people do not find healthy balance between the different facets of their life but clearly that's something that's on our our minds a lot throughout the podcast that we've talked about and i feel like maintaining a household just
0: is underrated i think like that is a lot of work in and of itself but definitely my productivity planning and using my planner and my journal, like that truly has made a huge difference. Like that to me feels like the light at the end of the tunnel that I have been mostly like, I, I'm not even going to say mostly I've definitely, I've just been trending upwards. And as we know, even when things trend upwards, there are little steps that level out at times, but it has been getting so much better just like actually planning that stuff into my day. But then there are, there are days and weeks that just are crazier than you expect and things take longer and your duties kind of change and then I'm just trying to be patient and know like okay, tomorrow's another day and tomorrow I don't like to go to dishes to go to bed with dishes in the sink. You guys know that. I've already said it. I do not like that. But that did happen a couple times this week and I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. We're trying. We're getting better every day. Yeah.
1: Well, can I take us in a different direction? You're most deaf. Um this is something that is not applicable to me or anyone I know, but has just been on my mind a lot recently because I don't know if anyone that doesn't like follow dog news because of being like a dog owner or interested in the dog community would know about. But there was the UK XL bully ban going into effect at the beginning of this year. Do you know about that, Quinn? No so the uk already has xl is just the size of your bully breed and there are a lot of things that are messed up about this and one of them is that that is such a general like category that is not a very like they're trying they're doing a breed specific ban which the uk has done with several breeds one of them being Pitbull bull terriers as well, but again, I get frustrated because like, XL bully is not like a recognized breed by a kennel club. As far as I know, please, if anyone's like a dog expert that listens, doubt it. But if you are and you're like, that's actually not quite true, okay. I'm sorry, but uh, this is my understanding and I'm not an expert. I am just a dog owner that, My dog is potentially part pit bull. But the thing is, is that's not like a recognized breed, at least by the American Kennel Club. I don't know the difference of what the UK uses for things, but that's just a general like type of look of a dog. It's not like a distinguishable genetic breed. And the way that this ban is working is you can not own these dogs anymore, unless you get a certificate of exemption that you have to apply for the government to give to you. And if you get that exemption and you're allowed to keep your dog, you're not allowed to have it in public spaces without being in a muzzle and on a lead. And I don't think there's anything wrong with using a muzzle if you have a dog that that is an important tool for them. But I don't think that it makes sense at all to make a entire swath of dogs use muzzles that don't have any need for them. And muzzling your dogs is not only for like aggressive dogs but they're obviously doing this ban because they believe (laughs) I guess the government has enough people in it that believe that all XL bullies are just aggressive because there were in the UK recently, a couple or recently, like within the last year, a couple different attacks from an XL bully, but that just doesn't make sense to be like, because this happened in these isolated differences or isolated instances that that applies to all dogs, obviously. Look what happens with people. People do violent things all the time. And that does not mean all people deserve to have like restricted. Anyway, the thing that is really jarring about that is you can get the certificate of exemption but you're they're no longer anyone allowed to sell or rehome these dogs so any xl bullies that are currently in the like a shelter system have to be euthanized because it's not legal to sell or rehome them or to even give them away to someone that's like considered rehoming so even if they weren't making money off of it and they just like found people that were willing to take these dogs that's not legal and the if you don't get a certificate of exemption you also have to euthanize your dog so if they for whatever reason will not give you the exemption then you have to euthanize your otherwise like healthy dog these are not dogs like individual dogs that have no bite history no history of aggression maybe no like health problems, no problematic behaviors are just being killed or are being mandated by the government to be killed.
0: Yeah, that's crazy and horrible. And like, I obviously just nonsensical, like, how can you even, I don't know. I just think that's crazy, especially the pedestal people have dogs on in general like obviously people are killing all sorts of other animals all the time for consumption and whatever else like use of goods but that is so crazy to me because i'm like dogs it is obviously very like just looked down upon to kill dogs in general That's crazy. And can you imagine being a pet owner? Like, what are you going to do? Like, be like, okay, I'm either going to move out of my home and country that I live in, or I'm going to have to put down my dog. Like, where did you, where did you learn about this? And also like, when are you saying this is happening?
1: And it's already
0: like gone been signed into effect.
1: Yes, I started hearing like buzz about it at the like maybe October last year because that's when I was starting to do more research into just bully breeds in general. Again, my dog is mostly a foxhound, but he has some different he's a mutt. So there are breed characteristics. And so that I ended up following Someone that's like a UK based trainer and that's where I started hearing about it because she was offering like free muzzle conditioning courses to people because a lot of people were going to have to muzzle train their dogs um, because of the ban going into effect if they were able to get a certificate of exemption. But obviously, there's like a lot of cultural weight to dogs in like a European and Western context. That I'm not saying that there's like something more inherently wrong with putting down a dog than any other animal. But when you have a pet and an animal that's like part of your family, anyone that has like a bond with a pet, whether it's a horse, a cat, a dog, a pig, it doesn't matter. Like If you are viewing that as like a pet animal and it's not being raised for food or something like that to just be in a position where imagine you have a dog that has no behavioral issues and then your government just decides that you have to put it down. And the thing that's also crazy about it is that so I had heard about this from UK trainers and then seen more about it. And then I was like, I need to look into this because this is so crazy. And so I went to the www.gov.uk like their government site to look more about it. And that's where I found out that already like pit bulls were a band breed there. And the way that they determine Your breed, the breed of your dog, is that it said that a police officer may observe if your dog matches many of the characteristics. So it's not even, like, you could just look at a dog and it has a pretty, like, short snout, square face and, like, muscular build and be like, yep, that's a pit bull. (laughs) Like, that's not even... I think that there's such an inherent problem with just saying this breed is bad across the board and unsafe and a dangerous like threat to the public. Like That doesn't make sense when so many people have like very people and dog friendly pit bulls and bully breeds. And also, sometimes they're not friendly. Sometimes they do struggle with dog aggression or person aggression. And I still don't think... That, that means that your dog should have to get put down. There are ways that you can train for behavioral issues and work through things like that. Obviously, individual incidents happen that might end up in a dog having to be euthanized, which is sad, but it's also just, yeah, it's just unthinkable to me that that's going on. And they are reimbursing people 200 pounds if they euthanize their dog. To help cover the euthanasia and disposal fee, which is crazy because that A wouldn't even start to cover the cost of like a vet visit for euthanasia and disposal, but also is like, okay, so that's not enough. Like, it doesn't make a difference to me if you give me $200 and you're saying I have to go kill my like healthy dog. No. That doesn't make it better. That's not helpful. And I not appreciated by me. But the other thing that was crazy is the wording on this website says your dog will be destroyed. That's on the government website. They do not say like put down or euthanized. They say, and your dog will be destroyed. Like if it's found that you have one of these breeds, they will first impound it it said and you are not allowed to visit your dog while it's in like the kennel while the court proceedings are taking place and if a police officer or pet professional it says like characterizes your dog as one of the banned breeds your dog will be destroyed and you can receive and there's no max to the fine you can receive It, it says that like there's is a un, I forget the wording, but basically there's no maximum fine stated and it's up to six months of prison time and your dog will be destroyed. I'm like, what is wrong with you guys? Like, are you okay? The UK government, obviously there's been a lot of crazy stuff happening in global politics. And I know that this for a lot of people is like, that should be the least of your concerns, but seriously, like how can you justify that? and also how do you sleep at night?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that, I think that a point that one of my friends brought up to me one time is, you know, that comparing suffering is not worthwhile because this friend of mine has gone through a lot in their life and a lot of loss and I, like was brushing past something I was saying and they're like, no, like it doesn't make me feel better for you to not act like your suffering has been suffering for you as well. So that's like, yeah, there are other issues in the world as we know, devastating, devastating issues where people are dying. It doesn't make it then okay to just be like killing pets, obviously. But, again, and I don't think we should be inhumanely killing any animals, obviously. That's just crazy, and I'm like, did you guys, was there, like, did you already try mandating, like, a certain amount of training, or being on leash, or anything like that, like was there a serious attempt at something that could have actually made a change to empower these people and their pets with like knowledge and skills and confidence or did you just go straight to saying we're gonna kill your dog i think that's crazy
1: should we get into brighter things? Yeah, we should. I'm just going to say real quick, I'm sure it was just a response to people being upset about an attack happening. And it is upsetting, but that is also like litigation for like, quote unquote, progress's sake is not or not litigation legislation like that it's nice to feel like you like solved a problem but that's not actually solving a problem because then you're just setting precedent that any time like a mistake happens and there is a dog attack i'm like okay so any breed that that happens to the whole breed is aggressive and this is going to happen you're gonna have to ban a lot of breeds also some breeds are just not as powerful so obviously it's like yeah you're not banning chihuahuas and freaking like little dogs that have like those sorts of problem behaviors a lot of bites and landing things like that because they don't cause as much damage but it's just unfortunate that like powerful dog breeds are not given the benefit of the doubt and I will have to see how this plays out but it was supposed to go into effect the January 1st and said that like any dogs that have not received their certificate of exemption by the end of January will be euthanized but what I read said that like a lot of vets and vet techs in the UK have said that they in their practice will not consent to euthanizing otherwise healthy dogs and that's like part of their practice is that they don't have to like they can't be made to do that so we'll see but on to brighter things just wishing the best for anyone that is affected by that right now and how emotional it can be to be having a dog that is going through some problem behaviors or aggression is really hard because that is not an inherently like bad dog they're fear-based or they've had a bad experience whatever is going on i just don't want people to feel like if you do have a dog that has a bite history or anything like that that they're more deserving of that than another but um should we did you have any other little things you wanted to mention before we go into it no let's get started Okay, well, it's perfect because my first thing that I had on my list anyway is a callback to something you mentioned. You're enjoying a little homemade cashew milk drinky. And when you suggested this idea for an episode, the first thing that came to my mind as a gift. So Quinn and I are going to talk about gifts that we've been given that are the gifts that keep on giving are things that have really just gotten their full use out of was such a great thing to receive. And for me, the almond cow is definitely one of those things that yeah, is a uh, a home like nut milk maker so you add to a basket whatever you want to make you can do oat milk you can do cashew you can do almond you can do macadamia the hemp. sky's the limit hemp yeah. seed. oh you can a make peanut. lemonade in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you could can you I imagine lemonade in there oh you yeah can- you
0: can do like summery drinkies
1: yeah you can get creative but i used to make homemade almond milk anyway but do it in a blender and then like strain it with a nut milk bag and it was just it wasn't that bad but it's kind of a laborious process and it's not it's messy it, it's just not that fun and fresh to me and it works much fine more time but you, consuming. <laughs> much more time consuming for lower volume And this is a bit of a pricey device, but it definitely for me paid for, I mean, I didn't buy it, so I I can't say how quickly it paid itself off, but it got its use immediately because it makes the process, the cleanup so much quicker, so much easier, a good volume of milk, like depending on what my week's looking like usually. I can just do it once a week and that will last me but if you had to do a midweek milking <laughs> it would only take you three minutes so it's not that big of a hassle and it's just yeah so nice i love it so much i f- full full-fledged agree
0: that was an amazing gift our mom thought of doing that for us and she did it for us a few years ago for our birthday it was like from our whole family contributed but yeah that's been absolutely great would 10 out of 10 recommend and yeah like you have to clean it but honestly i think it's really easy to clean like it is quick and
1: easy to clean and it's more of love. a like rinse and go situation it's yeah. not also it, and it makes the such pulp. delicious milk too like
0: such i just I by far prefer it than paying than buying milk like taste wise obviously money wise health wise but taste especially i much prefer my milk that i make at home
1: me too because you can add a little pinch of cinnamon i'll add some a splash of vanilla and extract, extract this little splash of maple syrup but then it collects the pulp really nicely for you as well and you can make recipes using that they have on almond cow a bunch of different recommended recipes quinn and i have made some like baked donuts with it which were delish but you can also just throw it into some oatmeal and not have anything like going to waste during the process which is really nice oh granola Mm.
0: yeah so yum my first one on my list is actually a gift from riley this year and I don't know what it's called. It's not called a neck warmer. Like I don't know, a neck relaxation bag, <laughs> like neck wrap or maybe. I mm, that sounds like a medical thing, but it's yes, it's a little b- bag filled with I don't know, sand, rice, whatever. We used to make them at home when we were little kids, sand. and we just. So we just stuffed it with rice, like, and that did the trick, but I have been loving this. Speaking of microwave. What would you do? What would you do? I, it, yeah, that's the
1: microwave is what you use to yeah. warm that up. I can have a yeah. plug in heating pad, but there's no microwave in neck wraps around these. Yeah. Parts. Okay. Yeah so the microwave comes in extremely handy for
0: that and i have been like uh, i mean using it so much it's also so cute she got me one that has little cheetahs on it and i love all things cheetah and oh my gosh it feels good and it smells good like it must be there's there's some herbs infused in there or something because it's like such a good relaxing smell and just is helping with my neck pain and tension and just gets you really in the vibe for relaxation
1: well i'm glad you're liking that yeah that was lavender eucalyptus was the flavor profile i picked out for you um i also put one from that was a christmas gift this year from you so it's not like i can say it has been tried and true for that long but i know it will be because from my mom and my twin they got me this year a very beautiful piece of jewelry that is a butterfly necklace that is kind of the twin sister to a piece that quinn has had for years from a local artist that we love and have some of their jewelry and i've loved that necklace and when Quinn wears it always makes me so happy and I was so surprised to get that this year. Again that is definitely a more high-end gift but that being said supporting like a local artist and a smaller metalsmith not only is just like my preferred thing to do but is a much better value than if you go to Whatever site like either designers or even just like bigger brands do not pay their workers as well yet they charge more like you get a more unique design, better material, like more collaboration with your artist. Uh, Just going smaller is such a better value. But that is also like an heirloom piece that I will have forever and can pass down through the generations. Like it's, it's a very special thing to receive. And I think that my one little stipulation that I will say is I don't prefer that most people give me jewelry because I find that to be very individual for style and unless you're someone that is like my twin I was about to say or my husband but honestly he should only get me jewelry if he talks to my twin or mom first I just think that a lot of the times people think oh yeah you should like gift women jewelry and i have often found that i'm in a position where i appreciate the thought so much but i just will get a pair of earrings or something that i'm like oh yeah i definitely will never reach to wear these but yeah appreciate the thought
0: Yeah, it is really nice. But it is I mean, don't feel bad. It is a serious skill to nail someone's style with something like that. Some people just don't care. And they don't feel like they really have a locked in style. So they're like, Oh, yeah, no, I'm stoked about any of this. But some of us are a little more. I mean, picky is one way to put it. But I just feel so understanding of my style that i've like pretty much immediately
1: either like or don't like something for me you know yeah also just in general i'm very discerning about the things like the physical things of accumulation in my life i think we've kind of touched on this for sure in the past but it's just like it's not always welcome to have another object in my life to begin with, like, I think yeah. really hard before making a purchase, even if it's something that I do love that I'm like, Oh, gorgeous. I love that. I still more often than not walk away from something f- not even about finances or anything else just on the basis of like, but do I really want to bring that into my life? And probably no.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, if I stumbled upon a billion dollars tomorrow i wouldn't go buy everything that i've been wanting and liking because part of what i like about what we've been raised to do which is really critically think before making purchases is i like that it leaves you with owning less like oh my gosh just the thought of ever moving is enough like The thought that i could ever move again in my life is enough for me to be like yeah no if i am not like crazy in love i don't need it and i don't want it and i don't yeah it's too much responsibility okay next on my list which is on the same boat i've i've been really into the relaxation restorative vibes um is a CBD neck cream. And I personally prefer the CBD THC mix in a cream. Again, if you're not super familiar or educated about cannabis, THC in a cream product would not get you high. It is a different effect how it works and interacts with the cbd that to me it just makes the cbd cream so much more effective because i've used both like just cbd and then the mix and the mix just really is a double whammy for me that helps so much with like to i apply it topically and i honestly it is crazy to me like how well, it helps with pain management for me. So I use it super often on the back of my neck, on my shoulders, like low back. I try to do it if I'm anticipating like a really long day at work since my body gets super jacked up doing my job. Um, And then I try to be really quick to apply some when I get home and it just, yeah, the pain management is awesome. But I will say I specifically prefer a cream than like the balmy ointment because it just feels better. I think it wears better and it, it feels less like, oh, is this gonna get on my clothes and whatever? Cause it's literally just lotion that rubs right in.
1: And I love it. Yeah, that is nice. But may I just say what a blessing it would be if you could get a contact tie through those things. <laughs> uh, that would be cool. Yeah, that's the worst part about it, honestly. (laughs) Um, To a very similar tune, I just didn't like put an individual product, but just in the arena of like skincare, makeup, hair care, everyday products that I already use. And that is the key thing there. There's sometimes that like getting a specialty product is nice. But as I am redundant about on this show, I am sensitive. I can't just pick up any product and have it be compatible for me. Like a lot of, maybe there are certain people that would love just getting a random grab bag of skincare because they can experiment with that and not have a reaction and it's just fun for them. But I think there's a common thought of gift giving, of like, I want to give this person something that they wouldn't get for themselves. And I think that's a very nice sentiment. I understand where that comes from. But how I feel as a receiver is it's like, but I get the things that I like and work for me. And if that's something I want to get for myself, then there's maybe a reason. And it's actually so nice to me when somebody like notices a product that i love and that i use a lot of and gifts that to me because it's like great i will definitely want to restock on that anyway so that just is coming in right at the right time and i think that it's really thoughtful i know some people feel like oh that's not that thoughtful to give someone like sunscreen that they're gonna buy anyway. I'm like, that's perfect. Cause now I don't have to go buy it until the next time. I love that. And I think it's very <laughs> thoughtful that you noticed and you're like curious about what I'm into or for hair care. I'm more like I can receive products that I don't already use because my hair is a lot more resilient than my skin. And so I've gotten from a friend, like a curly hair product that they loved. And they're like, I don't know if you would tried this. And I had it, and they noticed that I have curly hair and what my kind of goals are with it, and gave me something like that. So, you can get like a little outside of the box, not necessarily something I already have in particular, but in like the same vein of something I would use. Because sometimes I think, again, with something that's so individual, like things that you're putting on your body you don't want to color too far outside the lines because it might just end up in the trash which you really want to avoid avoid that waste yes definitely
0: i put this one is a booze item from sean actually for last valentine's day which we it's so funny we don't routinely do like anniversary gifts or valentine's day gifts or anything who knows maybe if we're bigger ballers in the future i would love i would love to get to the point where at some point it's like oh yeah do we want to add a tiny little diamond to this charm or something like yeah that would be great but i'm like i can kiss that wish goodbye for now but he last year surprised me with a crazy big purchase that I was like, okay, here's your literal boxers and a chocolate bar. And he gave me the over-the-ear Sony headphones that you guys may have seen before. Obviously, a lot of the girlies are wearing the AirPod Maxes. Is that what they're called? Air AirPod Max, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. Which is so um, funny to
1: me, the name I as soon as they came out with that. I was like, why are they calling them AirPods? Because that just is so attached to the little in-ear ones. But I digress.
0: But they are super cute. They're just like light, sleek, gray. And they work really well. And I just love them. I wear them, ironically right now, I'm not wearing them. But I almost wear them every single time doing the podcast. And... I loved when we were living more like in the city to have them on my walks and everything because they're great noise cancelling but also they are great with the like transparency and just what a nice gift they're like I felt cute wearing them and they kept like my ears warm and also are just great sound quality and like super
1: easy to use so.
0: I live. Laugh, and love that purchase.
1: How do you find them for like comfortability and longevity of wear? Because I know some people, it doesn't matter. Like they can have tight headphones or a headband on all day, and it doesn't bug them. But I feel like you and I are both sensitive to like even tight glasses pushing behind mm-hmm. my ear, like drive me crazy
0: yeah if i'm wearing them for hours at a time it'll start to like bug that top part of my head that it sits on um i wear them on the absolute like tightest setting so i think that would be like the one thing that could be better is if they could go slightly smaller that then it would probably like take off that pressure i don't know i don't know if that's true or not but i've never I haven't worn other headphones really in so long, like over the ear headphones. But yeah, that it can get a little annoying. And then honestly, I'll just like move them a little forward or a little back and it's fine. But I've never felt like I had to wear them for a period of time that I could, that it like really bothered me.
1: Yeah. Okay, good to know. I've been thinking about getting some over-the-ear headphones, but I just do get concerned about that because I'm so sensitive to it that if you're saying it's on the top of the head, then maybe it wouldn't even bug me the same as like it's more around my ear and the pinching, like where it feels like my little brain is getting pinched. I hate that. Yeah. Um, No, they're so comfy on the ear. This is again a kind of general category i have a couple particular cookbooks in mind that i'm thinking about but i just love getting gifted cookbooks and i have to pump the brakes now because britain and i have a lot of cookbooks because they're just something I love and something that I love to look through. They bring me so much joy. I love like beautiful imagery and cookbooks in particular. I'm never going to purchase a cookbook if you pick it up and flip through it. And it has like four pictures throughout. I want to see photos of most every meal. Maybe not everyone that's in there. I get that that's a lot. Of like pictures for them to print but i like to see what we're working with and what my end goal is looking like and that also is just gonna make like the food appeal to me more but i got a cookbook for from my um bright for my bridal party from my registry so i it helped that i got to pick out this cookbook with Britain. but i've been loving it it's called one pot pan planet and its focus is on like sustainability and how you can cook like using all of your food and having like low energy in mind and in-season cooking like just lots of different things to help you eat more sustainably but everything that i've cooked out of there has been so delicious i recommend it so much and also because of that focus like it said one pot pan planet perfect for the girlies that don't want to do a bunch of dishes because she tries to reduce dishes in her cooking as well not only for ease but for sustainability less water less energy use all of that so they are good weeknight meals and they've been so delicious but in general I just have gotten gifted over the years many different cookbooks that have been something that, again, I keep and use time and time again. Every week at the beginning of the week for meal planning, I flip through some cookbooks and decide if I want to pull a couple of new recipes to try or return to an old fave.
0: Yeah, ditto. That's, ugh, and it makes me think too i'm lucky i feel like we were blessed coming from a household where we saw cooking a lot we were involved in cooking a lot so we know the deal but there really is i don't know to me it's almost never as satisfying of a meal that where you just like throw it together whatever than when it really is like coming from a recipe and maybe the chefs of the world feel differently but to me like i can get in a routine of even though they're good meals sometimes i'm like okay i have had this same bowl so many times this way like with these seasonings and everything that i'm sick of it and then cooking from a cookbook i don't do it enough but like oh it's like okay yes that is fire like delish
1: Delish. yes and also this is along the same lines but that just reminded me that this was also a gift that mom got me just a one-year subscription to cooking light and it's a quarterly magazine which is nice so it doesn't like bombard you with a bunch of magazines that you don't have anything to do with or like don't want to keep doing but it, it they have easy meals and they have really delicious food like i've used those a lot since she got it for me last year and they are always easy and delish and that is like a simple gift to get for someone that i feel like people don't think of as much anymore because we don't usually like not a lot of us use printed magazines anymore
0: and it is so fun to actually have something you want in the mail, not just bills and spam and stuff that makes you want to kick the freaking curb. Like I can't stand when I go to the mailbox and I'm like, oh, only things I hate, don't want to deal with, nothing good, literally nothing making me happy, so getting something good like that. Percent- to be
1: recycled
0: (laughs) seriously also just me being like you actual criminals doing this to the planet why is there a literal book of junk in my in my mailbox like why are you who is doing this like who I just can't with that like I'm so over receiving that amount of stupid effing like coupons that are actually like sorry and maybe again that probably is privilege there are probably people that are like thank god I'm gonna get whatever is on this coupon but to me having that many stacks like I've been getting thick stacks and I'm like do not do this why is this happening I am in a mood, but yeah, it just pisses me right on off. (laughs) Anyway, I guess we'll all stay on theme with what you were talking about. So I loved, which we spoke a little bit about on the last episode, our sourdough making. But for Christmas this year, I got a couple of sourdough tools and like one being a proofing basket. And I won't bore you with the details if you don't do sourdough or aren't interested in it, but a really sweet, nice proofing basket and a cookbook. And it has just, I mean, truly I have used it so much already. I have, I fully read that cookbook. It's so fun. I love it. It's so helpful. Like it made things so much more clear on my sourdough journey and they've been getting a lot of use and yeah everyone who's around me i'm just saying you're welcome in advance for you getting a hit off of some of this sourdough
1: yeah um i similarly have been benefiting from that because braden was gifted sourdough supplies and made another loaf and it was so good. I'm so proud of myself that that is my third attempt, second yeah. successful one. So They've been looking dish. so
0: good, Rye. Thank you. I can't wait till I'm we're excited. together and make some. You need to look at my sourdough cookbook. It is so cute. And there are so many fire things. Like They have all sorts of different sourdough recipes, like Um, stuff you can do with the discard like really yummy crackers and waffles and stuff but also all types of different loaves like there is like a chocolate chip loaf that looks so good and they have like sourdough garlic knots and yeah it just we're gonna have to do some of that
1: Yeah, now that I um, have mastered the basics, whatever. (laughs) But still, I'm like, I do want to get more experimental. Um, Since we're already here, this just shows you that we like being in the kitchen. Because the other thing that I was going to mention is getting like solid pieces of cookware. And we were very lucky that our parents, when we went to college, gifted us like sets of a nice pan like a nice saucepan good like standard um like saute pan just a couple pieces a a bigger um like why am i forgetting the name for it where it's just like a bigger pot for soups and those sorts of things oh dutch Um, oven yeah like a dutch oven the one that we were gifted can't like actually go in the oven the lid isn't compatible for it but it's for stovetop yes, it use
0: right that silicone can go in the oven
1: oh okay i wonder to what he i never use it in there but it's i have such... I, that's what
0: i've been doing with my sourdough
1: oh perfect okay well there you go but they've just already stood the test of time had them for now almost seven years and sometimes you do just eventually have to replace that stuff but usually if you get the good stuff like calphalon makes really nice um, pots and pans and you can look up other brands that have good longevity but they don't have to be like really breaking the bank you can find them at tj maxx a lot of the times and other like yeah. discount places well that's have. what i was gonna say so often yeah. at tj maxx we'll have great lines like that and it just is such a better investment than going and getting one that is honestly not that much cheaper like you're gonna pay a, a decent amount anyway when you're investing in the that cookware so if you're going to pay 20 dollars or 35 and one is going to carry you years longer it just it makes sense to get but anyway those have been something that you i almost don't even like think of them as gifts at some point because they're just such a part of my daily life that then thinking about this episode i was like honestly that gift has come in like i use them every single day no doubt no matter what i'm cooking every day i use them and you use them time and time again they have just become a part of my landscape and that what a great sort of gift is that that's just like yeah they're so integrated into my life i can't even think about like if if all of the gifts fell away from my house if everything that you've ever been given suddenly poof was gone that's something that i would miss first (laughs) yeah well i thought that was so sweet
0: that that like those were our graduation gifts that's what we got for graduating high school and i thought that was such a fun cool thing that my mom put together i'm like mom and dad and brothers, no uh, no offense, we know it was my mom, put together these like really just thoughtful, Um, sh- like I think it was in a canvas bag, which is also extremely helpful, but put together our pots and pans and like a couple of like a stainless steel spoon and spatula or whatever. Um, and like some nice cleaning supplies. And I thought that was great. And I felt so lucky to be gifted that and it was So funny, like, I don't know, bringing this up, part of me, it feels kind of petty or unnecessary, but just to be vulnerable, like a lot of other people around us were being gifted like cars, a new car for their graduation, or these really big, crazy trips, or literally like Rolexes and stuff. And we were like, you know what is really gonna last us and not going to cost us so much more money (laughs) like a car these like they really were such good gifts and also i don't know there's something to me about like too big of a gift too often that i don't know i guess it just makes me uncomfortable like us even talking about all these gifts, the fact that we have like over the years been gifted all these beautiful things, like that is such a privilege. And to me, I'm just like, I don't need to be gifted like a car or something like that. Like, I don't know. I guess we could call it, I gifted my husband a truck. I guess we can say that, but I'm like yeah, literally. I don't think I'd be turning my nose like,
1: up at being gifted a car. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Yeah, but I think like I, I know don't what know. you mean. I feel like receiving that from someone who's not your partner. And again, of course, what am I gonna do? If my parents did that, I'm sure it's that's great. And no one should feel shame or anything about that. But I think reflecting on our life and how I want to raise my kids, I'm just, I'm so glad that we were so privileged and so lucky and always felt celebrated, but it didn't feel like things were over the top to the point that like, I was never, there was never opportunity for us to be then like disappointed the next year, like, oh, you got us this last year. And then this year we're getting this, you know, we never, I don't know. I just think it's a testament to how our parents raised
1: us to obviously those thoughts never even crossed. Our minds in the slightest, but well, also, it is a big gift to like getting all that cookware yes. that was like just really special to High me. But quality, I, nice I, stuff. I definitely agree. And the cool thing about gifting to me is the fact that it so much is like the love and thought that goes into it and it's so meaningful when someone just is showing like that they're taking time to think about you and what they can do for you and it makes you want to like do something for them and do something for someone else like i love I think it's funny that a lot of people kind of perceive it as like oh is your love language gift giving as being like you're kind of a selfish greedy person i've always loved getting gifts and i don't think of it only as like a birthday christmas things but like i love when somebody writes me a note and i love to write people notes and i love when someone thinks like oh i just brought you a little treat a little coffee whatever something small like those sorts of gift exchanges i think are so meaningful to people or just even if you're making cookies anyway and you make a little bit of a bigger batch and bring some to your neighbor like i think that means a lot to people and it feels so good to do and my neighbors now in charlottesville um they grow a lot of different produce but they have a fig tree and they brought us this summer a bunch of fresh figs as well as some fig preserves that they had made and that i feel like is like more special to me than if someone i don't know i don't want to like compare things but like if you just like dropped off an ipad it's like obviously that's expensive and i appreciate that because that took like your time to end hard-earned money to do something but like it's not personal and it just anyone would like that like i'm not saying that that's a bad thing to do or you should feel bad if you've given someone like a more like money-centered gift that there is a place for that but it's like just when someone has put like labor into something, like caring for a garden, and they're taking those the literal fruits of their labor, and like offering that to you is just such a like beautiful, special thing. And same with I'll just transition into another th- the gift that I was going to mention is a piece of artwork from my brother Connor. I'm blessed to be around a lot of artistic people and I have gotten lots of beautiful, like handmade gifts that I wish I could just mention every single person's, but this is just meaningful to me because for my wedding this past year, my brother painted a portrait of me, which he took, I know a lot of time and thought into capturing a strong likeness when that's not necessarily how he always paints a lot of the his things are much more abstracted and this i could tell he just like thought a lot about the style for my home and for me personally and he told me like he just wanted to make sure that i like felt beautiful and felt like myself and whatever is just a lot of hours spent and like time and thought into it and also it's a piece of fine art like I love art and I love having those things in my home but just the amount of care that goes into something I think is always going to feel more important than the thing itself and there are ways that purchased gifts can definitely be like that too that you take a lot of time thinking about the person and trying to like make something super deliberate for them and I don't want to devalue that but Yeah, there's just something uniquely special about getting like a piece of writing from someone or a piece of art. Or my dad has made us cutting boards in the past that, again, I use every single day. But it's just, yeah, like someone doing something for you where they not only like put their time into it by working and making money, but like actually it feels like imbued into the object itself is so cool.
0: I totally agree. Um, This is on a different note, but the same sentiment that you were saying is like really truly thinking of someone was one of our brother's friends who's our friend too and is a family friend, but certainly not someone that I came prepared with a gift for this year because I mean, let's be honest, I just was not gifting. I I haven't been gifting a ton of people around me. It's not like I'm gifting all my friends and stuff right now and they understand, but he gifted Riley and I, um, salt and stone hand cream, which I love the salt and stone deodorant. I think it's a great brand. And It's a nice, good quality brand. And I love the smell. I love the hand cream. I am going to use every literal last drop of it. And I just thought that was so kind to think of us when we are definitely not someone that like in any way, we wouldn't expect a gift from anyone, but certainly not from him. And also shout out, he got my mom this beautiful string this handmade string of bells for Christmas that are these really beautiful, clearly handmade like bells, and they were knit onto this beautiful, like garland. I don't know. Yeah, but I just thought that was great. And let me quickly jump into a couple more because I have a couple things left and I want to say a couple more. Another thing that was from a friend that i loved this year and have been using literally daily since is a hydro flask because i i need water every day just like you do and i have a stanley cup which riley actually gave me and that was that is a great gift like that's been a great gift but you know i felt this way from the beginning that you with who we both are when something becomes super trendy, it isn't like you and I just aren't typically people who want to be like, I'm not trying to be an it girl with the rest. I'm not trying not to be, but like (laughs) the thing that I, the thing I love about that cup is how easy it is. Like I love how much water it holds. I love that it can be taken in the car. I love that it has a straw. That's what I love about it, but I'm not like oh my gosh, the cutest thing ever for me to be walking around with my Stanley Cup. You know what I mean? But it's so convenient.
1: Yes, and people are crazy about the handle but i'm like that is not better to me personally that is not the thing that i'm like oh, i love that about this cup i i like the handle on a hydro flask just as much straight up the one advantage that i think the stanley has that made me like get it for you and have one for myself as well is the car cup holder compatibility yeah, like that is the one thing is about hydro flask that i'm like God, I just wish my water bottle could, like, sit in my car and that would be yeah. perfect.
0: Yeah. So, and I have got so much use out of that Stanley like I'm still using it. Like, that And that thing isn't going anywhere. Riley is currently drinking out of it. It's not going anywhere. I love it. Sean loves his. Riley also gave Sean one. Like, we love them. But I felt a little bit, because I always have my water bottle out when I'm tattooing because I need to stay hydrated or I'll get a bad headache and I love about the Stanley Cup that it has a straw, but I was just starting to feel like, oh, I just wish like- It's a little exposed. Yeah, I was like, I just, but I want like, I want something that's not like immediately, oh, there's a Stanley Cup. Like I wanted something that felt cute, maybe a little more elevated. And my friend read my mind and got me a Hydro Flask water bottle, but it has the straw flip lid which is great because then i i'll just leave it flipped because when i'm tattooing i can't hold anything obviously i can't touch anything if my hands are contaminated so i literally bend over and take a little sip from my sippy cup but it's such a cute like creamy oaty color and Yeah, I just thought that was super thoughtful. I've already used it so much. And it's nice because it feels like it is definitely not something that everyone has. It's like a very unique color combo and just
1: super useful and love. Yeah, um, I was lucky enough to get a similar the same thing like a hydro flask water bottle but in a, a different neutral color and again it just is so nice because i like with what Quinn was saying I use my Stanley a lot and I love it for a car cup like for road trips and for driving which I have to do a lot of I think it's perfect because then you don't have to be opening anything or messing with it and it sits right in there but when I said like it was a little exposed yeah if that thing tips good luck your straws coming flying out and everything is on the ground there's water spilling everywhere is not a good like around and about cup like i've bumped it so many times and had spills and it's just so annoying to me um and i love that i get to avoid that now with this water bottle um the other thing that i wanted to bring up that is so funny i'm like it's something that is just I'm not trying to have something be too trendy or mainstream, and it's better if it comes from the heart handmaid handmade and what I was about to say is my Adidas Sambas. Sorry, multiple, we contain multitudes. More than one thing can be true at once, and I know that people are like, oh, please, Sambas are the most basic girl shoe of all time. Guess what? I think they're a classic for a reason my mom gave me a pair last year for Christmas in a very like neutral tan brown color and those things have been worn to absolute death. I need to actually figure out if I can get something to like help treat the suede because I've just walked Roger in them so many times where we like walk through a, gra- a field that's like wet with dew in the morning or whatever. And so they've gotten wet and they've gone through it, which suede doesn't appreciate, but they still, I think, look great and they are so comfortable. I love them as a sneaker and I... <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to backpedal real quick because I was about to say I'm a bit of a sneakerhead and that is not something I'm comfortable with identifying, but I'm just a girl that loves sneakers, but I'm also a girl that loves foot health and I would say that I would be considered to have wider feet. But I would say, I think that that's just because I have a pretty good natural foot splay because I haven't fought myself for years to shove my feet into shoes that were too small for me. I've embraced my foot size and have not felt like pressure on myself to wear shoes that are too small. And so I don't like that a lot of sneakers I think are too narrow and not to call out brand specifically but like i love the look of chuck taylor's and i have a pair and i've had pairs over time they're so narrow i just like i don't think they're comfortable for walking around all the time i i could point out a lot of sneakers where i find that to be the case that, the sambas are that's so comfy.
0: surprising to me that i don't know why to me the sambas like the sambas they look very narrow to me, and they look skinny. I feel like wearing them. They feel—I felt like when I wore yours, like trying it on, it feels as skinny as Converse to me.
1: Hmm. But yeah, I that guess. is not my experience. It's also probably because they are suede or, that they like break into I was the shape. Say, maybe they of just your break in so well yeah rather than like canvas and rubber that doesn't have that same give but no if i held them up next to each other you would also just visually see that for sure but um yeah i mean i guess i don't know if there's a difference between the men's and women's sambas or if it's the same shoe just they like put a different thing on it but i don't know if it's worth noting that i got it i get usually my shoes i prefer to get in men's sizes just like a smaller size because i know that they usually allow more width for men's feet which again make women's fashion comfortable again like we do not deserve to be treated like this like we don't want to have comfortable clothing as well but yeah those have just been so worn and i want another pair ugh i don't don't want to be that person that's like because i like something i want it in more colors but i do i do want it in other colors
0: (laughs) yeah i want them because when i tried to order them many moons ago in such a cute blue they came and were quite literally the biggest shoes I have ever seen that were called my size in my life. I couldn't believe it because I spoke to multiple people, you being one of them, who pretty much all attested to the fact that they were true to size. Um, These shoes were a full fist length too big for me. I have no idea what happened or how that was the case. But I never did end up ordering again. Yeah. But I want to. But they're so, so
1: weird and sad because that colorway that you had picked out was so cute so and cute. unique. I have not seen anyone else with them, and I wonder if it's because like they were a limited edition collab or something that the sizing was weird. But I've yeah that since then it's...
0: I hadn't seen them on anyone, but since then I have. I'm pretty sure that Paige Lorenz has them. Um. But they're so cute. I'll try again. Okay. I have multiple more things I could say, but I guess I'll just end it on a sweat set receiving a good quality, good old fashioned sweat set. I'm wearing one right now. I wear sweats so much. Every time I'm at home and want to be comfortable, I wear sweats. Every time I get home from work, I change into a sweat set i love them i live them i breathe them that's all my horses know me
1: in no i actually don't just wear sweats around them but (laughs) they see you walk out and address their little horsey mouths and jaw drops (laughs) yeah they're
0: like (laughs) yeah no i i do prefer to wear jeans around them but plenty of the time i end up in my sweats feeding in the morning and I just love them. There's nothing that makes me feel more comfortable than cozying down in a sweatset. You can guarantee I will use every dollar's worth and it will not go to waste. And I thank oh, yeah. you so
1: much for my... gifting me sweatset to anyone in the future. <laughs> yeah, my sweatsets are worn and washed down to thread and bone before they leave my possession. Like, they will be... Yes. Yeah. Going to good um, use well as quinn said there are so many more things that i can think of because i just keep on thinking of more because i've been so blessed to have such beautiful bountiful people in my life that have gifted me such thoughtful things that you really do come to use and um even you know this is just something i wanted to brush by really quickly that I also have been someone that has returned a gift or regifted and I don't think that that should take away from someone doing something thoughtful at all. Again, it's just a priority to me to have the things in my life that I am going to use. And if I receive something, I feel so grateful and loved that someone thought to do something like that for me. But should I have the opportunity to exchange it for something that I think will actually come in more useful for me? I feel like that's a fair thing to do because you then are getting more use out of it. And you don't, isn't that ultimately like what the gift giver wants is for you to have something in your life that is going to like enhance it and be useful? And I don't want to be a person that feels like, so confined to be like uh, well i can never like move on from this thing because someone gave it to me it's like it's okay to say thank you for a possession and move it on to a person either a re-gift that there's someone that you know would love it more and use it more that's what things in this life are for are to be used and to be loved and appreciated and if it's time For them to be rehomed or if you respectfully ask for a gift receipt so you can exchange something for a product that suits you better, I think that's an appropriate thing to do. And I wish that more people wouldn't have like hard feelings around that because it's not anything to be taken personally at all, I don't think. But all the beautiful things that I have been given, the thoughtful notes that have been sent to me, just the gift of having a good friend in your life that wants to go get coffee with you and they they pick up the bill for your cinnamon roll all of those things are really meaningful and if there's someone listening that's like oh but they didn't mention this Quinn and I already have a hard enough time keeping these episodes to the length they are okay. There are a lot of things on my mind and in my life that come in useful every day or frequently or make me feel beautiful and special a lot and I just want to know to, for everyone to know how grateful we are for those things and that we our life is just like the Jelly of the Month Club. We are constantly feeling blessed.
0: I second all of that. We uh, we just feel abundantly grateful and so much joy, so much gratitude. And I completely agree. I think that the sentiment it's not even just the sentiment that almost feels like blowing it off in a way, like truly the thought and the effort to do something like Riley said, like you taking me out not even for a meal that can be expensive but if you do want to do that like that always means so much to me getting a a bagel from a friend getting a card a letter a photograph like printed that all of that stuff means so much and goes such a long way and the point is not to be bigger consumers or to be greedy or to expect things it's just that gift giving and gift receiving can be such a fun way to express love and gratitude for people and i it is not about the dollar amount like point blank period it is not about that and um we're just lucky to have some people who have been able to invest in some bougie things like the almond cow i am like circle back the first thing mentioned so important honestly
1: does work love it I is just know so many people course. these days are plant based milk people, and that will save you money long term. I know it's like an investment really up front, will. but straight up, it's so much better. Like, I can't even tell you how much when Quinn and I go out for a drink, we're like, of course, you're happy to do it, but it's like, this milk is just not as good. It's not like it has additives like, and I'm fillers bring... that make it taste weird.
0: Let me go ahead and bring a jug, like my almond cow jug, in tow. Like, can I, can you please use this for my drink?
1: But yeah, it's you know what. So Put that twitch. on the twenty twenty four vision board as a sponsorship because let me tell you, I'm already oh, out here hello. advocating for that product as much as I can.
0: <laughs> yes. But thank you all for listening. And I wanted to circle back and formally apologize to you, Riley, for calling you a bitch earlier this episode and <laughs> saying you were, and uh, comparing you to having a little brother. I don't actually think that. And yeah, I just you think want that to you do an on air apology no. to save
1: face with this <laughs> cancel culture. Yeah, right, Quinn. I'm going to cut this part out when I edit it. <laughs>
0: Are you joking me? I try to be genuine and kind and this is what I'm met with. No, I just wanted you to know that I shouldn't have called you a bitch and I see what you were saying, but in the moment, I, I no, I still stand by. I prefer the microwave use than using, than dirtying a pan and it's okay if we see things differently.
1: Well. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Thank you for the apology and I'm sorry that I didn't validate you more in that moment of sensitivity for you because I should have been more aware of the um, emotional toll that that situation might have taken on you prior to yeah. our recording. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. With that being said, we're halfway through January, everyone. It's crazy to believe, but that's the way the time flies, and we're gonna we're gonna hold your hand and gently p- pat your little back all the way through this year. So don't despair.
0: Yeah, we cannot wait to speak to you next week. Thanks for listening. Have a great few days. Live, laugh, love. Uh, you know, sa- live, love, love sourdough i hope you You sleep dance repeat wash your hands drink some water and we will talk to you next tuesday
1: Goodbye. goodbye